You're listening to What's Up with the Western Public Schools with your host, Superintendent Lisa Wolak. So it really is a pleasure to be here with you today. Teresa Taylor and John Chortis are my special guests in What's Up on the Western Public Schools. They both um, work um, with our bus company, and we are thrilled to um, to have them uh, today as as part of our podcast. You know, you guys are the ones that greet our students first thing in the morning, and you're the last ones when they get off the bus in the afternoon. And and I know firsthand how you take such good care of them. But I thought it, it you know, I wanted to have the opportunity to talk to you because I had heard um, uh, and read some emails specifically about you, John, and your experience with the uh, Lady Trojans volleyball team <laughs> and how, you know, um, people might not realize that, yes, you drive buses in the morning and the afternoon, but then there's a lot of special runs, right, Teresa? Yes, there are. A lot of athletic runs. And John, you were the one that drove that team. So why don't you talk to me a little bit about that? Because those girls loved you. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for asking me to be on the podcast. Oh, please. Um, Let me start by saying I was really glad I had the opportunity to charter so many games for them. They were a great group of girls, and it was really fun. It was a great season. Um, I saw early on that they were highly skilled, and I really wanted to be a big part of the program. Oh, wow. And not just as a bus driver. I wanted to do more than that. I, I didn't want to just transport them to the game site, drop them off at the gym, and then you know pl- play uh, uh, or disappear for an hour and a half while they played the game. I wanted to do much more than that. So I was thinking about the appropriate way I could get more involved uh-huh. and so, something that would be beneficial to them and meaningful for them as well as something that would be appropriate for me to do because I didn't want to want anything I did to be construed as coaching. Coaching is for coaches, not for me or anybody else. True. Yeah. So I decided, I decided a few things to do a few things. First of all, to be a, a good fan. And I attended every, I, I, I sat in the stands at every game I attended. I wow. cheered, cheered real hard <laughs> and it was easy to do because it's a great spectator sport. Volleyball is. And the nice thing about it was that um, the girls recognized what I was doing and they were really appreciative. Every time they returned to the bus at the end of the game, they thanked me not only for driving the bus, but for being in the stands supporting them. Oh, wow. that was really nice. And they actually went one step further um, before the state semifinal game, which they won later on. They gave me a, a large gift box filled with all kinds of goodies. Ooh! That went that went fast. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of goodies? Oh, snack goodies, uh, neutral gain bars, popcorn, and other, oh, wow. other healthy, healthy snacks. And in that box was a thank you card also that all team members and coaches signed. Oh wow! And they all wrote expressions of thanks for my support of the team. And it also the box also included a framed team picture that was uh, taken after they won the Southwest Conference Championship. And that's hanging in my bus. Oh, wow. So that was really nice. Oh, my gosh. So at that point, at that point they went off They went off, and they won the semifinal game. And I was thinking about, well, you know, I can do more than just cheer from the stands. I'll do a few more things. So after they came back, and just as we were leaving the semifinal game site, I gave them a pep talk for the final game. Oh, which was four days later. It was on Saturday, and I understand you were there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah. Uh, I, I went, of course, up in, uh, it was in East Haven, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you gave them the pep talk. I gave them a big pep talk. Well, what did you say? Because they won. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure the coaches had them well prepared. 
But you know, if I would if I would have known that you were there, I found out after the fact we could have done a cheer together. Oh, we could have. That's okay. <laughs> that would have been fun. Cool I sort of rode the bus. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. How cool would that have been? The superintendent and bus driver leading a cheer. Yeah, right? that would be good. Well, you did fine on your own because they won. <laughs> well, what I told them is um, at that point it was obvious who their final opponent was going to be in the championship game. And it was a very good team. Yeah, what was the team? They've played them before. Seymour High School. Seymour. I think they lost to Seymour, didn't they? Yes, I was at that game too. Yeah, they're a very good team. But they were also undefeated. And I told the girls, look, don't be intimidated by their undefeated record because they play in a weaker conference. The Southwest Conference is very strong. There are a number of very good teams in addition to Weston. And Weston beat them all. It was unbelievable. They, you know, you would think that with with the level of competition, they they would lose one or two games. But the girls won all of those intense, tight games with the with the good teams. I remember that picture that I saw on Instagram. Is this the one you have in the, in the bus? Where I think it was one where they're holding it's twenty two and zero. Yeah. Uh, no, this this had the S, SWC championship. Oh, ban- okay, banner. the banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was the first thing I told them, don't be intimidated for you know the reasons I just stated. And I ended that pep talk with by saying, besides, you know something Seymour doesn't know. And I paused for a minute for a few seconds. Dramatic. And I said, and I said that you know you know that their win streak is gonna end on Saturday. And that got a big cheer. They they like that. <laughs> and you're gonna bring the championship trophy back to Weston. And they did. Yeah. They did a great job. And what what did you do for them after they won that game? Well, I got back to the bus real fast before they did. I, I watched some of the um, the um, uh, the award ceremony and mm-hmm. the celebration, and yeah, yeah. back because I wanted to call the Weston Police Department. And I said to, I said to them, look, they just won the state championship for the first time in school history, as well as the Southwest Championship. Yeah, yeah. For the first time, would it be possible to give them a, a police escort? through Weston. And they were very nice. You know, I expected some pushback because I thought it may have to come from the AD or some other school administrator, but they were very happy to do it. They were very nice about it. So they met us at Good Hill in, in Weston. Okay. Took us up the big hill, right, right through the red light at Northfield. Oh, wow. <laughs> and car, cars are pulling off the road for us. And um, onto School Road and, and up to the high school where there's a big crowd waiting. Oh, so wow. they, they really like that. And the final reward, that was a reward for me too, because I know they really enjoyed it. Um, but the final reward was that Coach Gale invited me to the banquet the following day. Wow, where was Just, the banquet? It was at Pinstripes in the Sono Collection. Oh, I know where, I know right where that yeah, is. It was a nice place. It was a lot of fun. I really thanked her for it. And I was recognized there by a few of the, oh, wow. the speakers too. So that was, that was really nice. Well, you know, I was at that game. As you know, the principal was at the game. Ms. Cavoni, the assistant uh, principal, of course, the athletic director, all of us were there. And it never crossed my mind to call the Western police to do that. So I'm so happy you did because that's special. When someone, you know, when the team, especially for the first time, wins the champion state championship. Yeah. And that game, those games are nerve wracking. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was like, I couldn't watch how many times it was going to go back and forth. Yeah. There were four or five like that, but in terms of the the police escort, the boys had it in 2019 for football. Yes, I was, I was part of that. I was there. Yeah, yes, yeah. so I told that the girls, was awesome. Look, the boys got it in 2019 for football. Now the girls are getting it for volleyball. Good that, for you. That was a big cheer. Oh yeah, that good for you. Oh, I'm so happy with that. 
Now, how long have you been part of our bus community here in Weston? Four years. Four I, years. I worked for a few years before that at DACO in Westport. Okay. In their school system. But this is this is like, you know, you retired and you wanted to kind of give back kind of thing because you, I understand you're a Wilton resident and you had a, a completely different career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew I didn't want to. It was a technology career toward the end. Mm -hmm. um, I started out in, in downtown New York as um, as a research assistant in a research department and assistant economist. And then I got bored with that. I, and all along, I was automating things, making tasks easier for people to, to deal with by automating them. So were you like an engineer by trade or? or? Computer science and and, um, and uh, computer programmer. Oh, well. my goodness. I did some web, web masking, web development, and I did a lot of reporting for management. Oh, wow. And software development. But that's what I really liked. That was really rewarding for me. So that's what I spent the last 25 years doing uh, in downtown New York. Oh, wow. But I did retire early um, because I wanted to do something else. And like you said, I wanted to get back to the community and find another very rewarding job. And so we're so blessed to have you now as part of our team. Well, thank you. And you have, you guys have to get up real early, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be a little later if I didn't have a dog, but I get up at four o'clock to take care of her and then oh. get ready for, for the, the, you know, the days. What kind of dog? I, I'm a big dog lover. What kind of dog? She's a rescue dog. She's a mixed breed. Oh. But that was another rewarding thing. She was so scared of people when we got her um, that uh, she she acted like she thought everybody was going to hit her. Yeah, she probably was yeah. abused, but right, took, Teresa? With, oh. with a lot of patience and, and love, uh, she came around. She's a, she's a great dog. I mean, you know, people, I don't think a lot of people realize how rewarding it is with a rescue dog when that happens. When they realize that they're finally in, the, in, a, in a permanent home with loving people. Yeah. It's, it, it's a great feeling. We got a rescue dog many years ago, too. I remember $5 at the Fairfield Pound. Oh. And for the first three months, she never barked. And it was the same thing. You wonder, like, she and always had her hail, tail kind of down. Mm -hmm. so, so you get a 4 o'clock in the morning still, to walk her. What's her name? Uh, uh, Clover. Clover. <laughs> she was born on St. Patty's Day. That's why. Oh, good. That's good. And now you're part of our our um, bus family, which uh, Teresa Taylor. We're also very fortunate to have you here. And you, what your role is kind of to uh, I don't want to say keep the drivers in line, mm -hmm. but organize everything. Correct you in Maryland? Yeah, I've been the manager. I first of all, I've been in the bus industry for 30 years. Oh wow! And I started as a bus driver myself because uh, my children were young and I needed a job to be to work around their schedule. And never did I think I would drive a school bus, but the opportunity came to me and I thought, well, this is a way to be home with my children. And I, so I drove for seven years and then I was a trainer and then I was dispatch. And then I've been a manager probably for 20 years now, overseeing uh, city of Norwalk and now I'm here in Weston. You're in Weston. Now, you work with Marilyn Dietzman, who she's been here for a long, long time. Her kids went through the schools and everything else. So what's the difference? Like, what does Marilyn do and what do, what do you do? So Marilyn's role is a dispatcher where she pretty much in control of um, lots of daily functions as far as making sure drivers are coming to work, making sure the runs are accurate, um, answering the phones, talking mm -hmm. to parents, doing uh, some a little bit of... Um, uh, monthly reports. Stuff okay. Like that. Okay. Um, it's just such a variety of tasks that she, she does. And, and, you know, keeping the drivers in a, um, 
a good sense of um, keep, keep, you know, good attitude. Like she has to really, as both of us do, we have to really, it, it's a tough job for them. And, and a lot of people don't realize, and John, as an example, it's way beyond just driving the kids to and from school. Oh, yeah. You know, they get up early. They make sure the buses are nice and warm and clean for the students. They greet them. And, and sometimes they're having a bad day. And we always try to put up a good face, like as Marilyn does. She comes in, she greets them with a happy smile. You know, hey, how are you today? Because that starts their day also. Oh, yeah. So um, we, we try to be very cautious of our drivers and how they appear that day, especially with COVID going on now, which has put a whole different light on things. Um, so it's, it's, we have a, she has a really, really diverse job, but she does a great job at it. And she's been in the district, as you said, for 15 years, I believe yeah. working, I know. So she's so knowledgeable of the town. Exactly. The roots and all right. of that. So you came from Norwalk. Right. Right. And, um, you and I are both Norwalk residents, right? Correct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're down in the same part of Norwalk. Yes. Um, you know, what struck me was you very graciously invited me last uh, spring to your uh, picnic mm -hmm. that you had, the end of your picnic. And I'm so glad I went, first of all, because the food is absolutely amazing when you bring all these different people together. Yeah. I especially like those tamales that um, uh, were brought. They were so good. But there was a, a conversation that I overheard, just a very small exchange. And I think that it really speaks to our bus drivers and the sense of community and how they care for our kids. And, and I don't remember, it was two gentlemen. I don't remember who was saying to who. And the one gentleman had to take the uh, the guy's route, I think it was. And he said, how, and the other one said, how were my kids today? Were they good for you? Were there any issues? Were they okay? Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, everything was fine. The route, you know, everything went well. Uh, kids are all safe. And it was just such a small exchange. But in that moment, I realized what a tight knit family you guys really are. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's across the board, even in Norwalk. I find that with the drivers in the both locations that I worked at, they really are caring of each other even if there's a personal conflict between any of them when it comes to doing their jobs they take it very personal their kids are their kids and they take it um to heart you know they want to make sure they're safe whether whether somebody else is doing their route or if there's a change and they come together you know when it comes to work if there's a We've had many issues where a driver couldn't get to a stop and you hear another one get on the radio. I got them. I'm here. I'm going past them. I'll pick them up for you. And they they really have a lot of respect for each other, work extremely well together and have that bond that, you know, that same bond that we come here to do a job and we all um they care, as I said, deeply more than just driving them to school. There's a safety factor involved. There's caring. There's so many different incidences that have happened that a lot of people in the community probably aren't even aware of where a child may come on the bus and seem upset and the driver will let someone know. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it goes a long way because maybe something was wrong with that child that maybe somebody else wouldn't have noticed or could have caused a problem in the future. We had a, a child who, because the bus driver knows their students, saw her walk past the bus in the afternoon when she went to pick up the kids and tried to beep and say, hey, you're walking past the bus while well, the child kept walking. Later on that same afternoon, we got a call. This child never came home. Yes, I was involved in that. And within seconds, it was because yep. of you guys. And um, I don't know, it wasn't, I don't know who it was, what driver yep. had seen that child. Yep. And within literally within minutes, 
minutes could say, yes, I saw her. This is what happened. We viewed the tape and sure enough, we saw her beep. So it gave the parents and the district a little bit of knowledge as to, okay, she was with somebody. Maybe she went here. And, yeah, and it, she it did. I think it find... was a play date that she didn't tell somebody right. about. Yeah. Right. Or if a child, you know, leaves a lunchbox on the bus, which is so important to a student or they're lot like today, they're losing their cell phones or their iPods or ear pods. And, you know, the driver's take the time to go look and bring them into us. And um, it just makes their day better. And they, the drivers are extremely caring of the students and their jobs itself, making sure they're safe, making sure um, they're cared for. They really, like I said, it's a- When you started four years ago, John, what was your like biggest takeaways? Like, you know, when you think back, I, I always get nervous the first day of school. I don't know why. I think it's just, <laughs> you know, even now yeah. it's like, oh, it's the first day of school. I can't sleep the night yeah. before. But how, what was it like for you to, to make this transition? Um, well, I started, like I said, I started at Dacko first, but the same thing, a bus driver. It was difficult. I mean, I didn't know anything about uh, driving a bus or uh, inspecting the bus, which we have to do, you know, every day before we go out, we have to inspect, inspect it for defects. Didn't know anything about that. So I went through a pretty rigorous training program. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, goodness. And then driving the bus, uh, is, um, a little like driving a car because, you know, you in right turns, you have to be careful. You don't hit the back wheel on the, the curb and, yeah. the, you know, clearance on the right side is, is difficult. Backing up is more difficult on the bus. Yeah, I couldn't do um, that. <laughs> yeah, it's tough enough in the car. I know. Yeah, I'm a curb header. Yeah. But it, it was great. It was great with the kids and, and interacting with the kids on the bus. That's what I really liked. And, and it's just you and the kids. I mean, there are other districts that, that have uh, bus aides full time and everything else, but it's just you you guys and the kids. And so it's it's a tribute to you and the relationship you have with the kids that they, you know, um, are well behaved and that they're appreciative and all of that. Yeah, I mean, we are very fortunate. Um, Weston is a great town to work for. Uh, there's very minimal student discipline problems that we find here. Um, you're going to get them every now and then. Sure, because they're kids. <laughs> right. Um, but but it's a great town to work for. And it's tricky. I will say, I remember years ago when I was a principal of the middle school, uh, there was some, uh, let's just say, difficulty on one of the buses. And I said, well, I'm going to ride the bus today so they know that this is part of their school day. And it happened to be a rainy day. And wow, going up some of those roads oh, yeah. and up there by the reservoir and everything. You know, between you and me, it made me very uh, nauseous. I was like, oh, my goodness. I couldn't imagine, you know. That's one thing about Weston is the um, town itself is hills and turns. And these drivers do a great job. As he said, we do have a very, very involved safety program and training program. Um, They go through quite a bit of training before they get licensed that I don't think some people realize what it entails for them. Sure. Between their written test with motor vehicle and then their driving test. And um, they go through, like I said, a very intense training program. So, and they do a great job, a great job. You know, um, I'm trying to remember when I first heard about this, but, and I shared this with you guys and I, and I, I kind of wanted to close with this because it does speak to how, um, in a child's life, one person can make such a difference. And I'm speaking about, um, one of my former students that I taught Eric Weinmeyer, who, um, lost his sight, uh, or back in the eighties, uh, 85, 86, he came from the middle school to the high school. And that summer he had a, a degenerative, um, uh, disease in his eyes. He lost his sight. He came to the high school within that first year. He also lost his mom 
and he's very public about this. He, he wrote several books. Um, he became a teacher. He is known for being, you know, the first blind um, person to climb Mount Everest. I was privileged to reconnect with him uh, several years ago um, because he has an amazing organization called No Barriers, um, where no disability, no issue that somebody has. It's all about overcoming with a positive attitude. Anyway, in the book that he wrote, the turning point that he had it was with the bus driver when he was an angry young man in you know uh, ninth grade and he did not want to go in the special van he couldn't see he couldn't accept the fact that you know everybody needs help and it was really the bus driver that got through to him i'm trying to remember the man's name it's mentioned in the book I read but it too. but i shared that with you do you remember that story yes absolutely i read the book great and yeah. and do can you tell that story what he what the bus driver did do you remember so I, this the student was going through a very tough time understandably and was kind of angry and oh, yeah. he didn't want to um kind of do anything to help himself and the the driver you know he kind of took the back seat to like well i can't see so i i can't do this and i can't do that and, you know and this bus driver, I believe also was a basketball coach or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he stopped the bus or whatever vehicle they were driving in. Um, I, they were in a parking lot or something, and he took the basketball and he threw it to him. And he said, I can't catch that. You know I can't catch that. And he said, no, there's a lot of things you can't do. Because a young man was having a hard time accepting his disability. And the bus driver said to him, there's a lot of things you can't do. And so certain things you do need help with. And those things you have to accept the help. And so the young, and so he kept throwing the ball at him. And then the, the driver said to him, I'm going to tell you now when I'm going to throw it to you. That's help I'm giving you. And so then the student was able to catch it and realized, yes, I do need help with certain things. And I have to understand that. And he really, I mean, I remember the when he talks about climbing Mount Everest and how they were all linked together. Yeah. And he actually helped the people climbing over these, I don't know what they are, like little yeah. um, ice shelves and things, because the the others could see and they were scared to die right. and he couldn't so he's he was almost like no barriers for him so it's in that situation his blindness was almost an advantage and he helped them but it, it was a beautiful story about how the life of of a child can be changed by uh by one person and one interaction and one relationship and that's all of you. Mm -hmm. I know those girls on that volleyball team, John, will remember that moment going up school road. They will remember you cheering. Uh, they will remember that for the rest of their lives because everybody always remembers the high school, right? And they yes. all have memories in high school. Yes. And what a beautiful memory that is for them. And I think it's nice too, in my experience, you see the students when they grow up and all of a sudden they come to you in a grocery store or they see him in a public place. I'm like, he used to be my bus driver mm -hmm. and I remember you. And they're like, wow, they really remember me. And it's, it's nice acknowledgement. So, and it's very appreciative, the district of Weston that you acknowledge my drivers too. Oh, please. That goes a yeah. long way. We couldn't do what we do without you guys, you know? And I appreciate when you stop and you let me cross in my golf cart <laughs> and all that, and you give me a wave. It's, it's all good. But, but thanks so much for coming and representing, um, our amazing bus drivers who um, who are out there every day taking care of our kids. Thank, Thank you. you Appreciate it. I would like to thank Jack Baca, class of 2022 for the introduction and Carl Schultz, class of 2023 for the music.